Blog Talk Radio. underground radio and everything shout out to everybody make sure you follow us on facebook.com slash dj big stew also follow us on instagram big stew 110 follow me on twitter dj big stew but as promised for y'all as promised for y'all as promised for y'all, we have a super delightful special guest. We have a legend in the building, 80s icon. Y'all used to see her in all the fly movies back in the day. Miss Diane Franklin in the building. Welcome to the show, Miss Franklin. Oh, hold on. Hello? Oh, hey, yeah, I just yeah, wanted we got to you now. I, uh, I... Yeah, I, I love the music you play, so I'm I'm rocking here oh. <laughs> to the music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. We're 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 so excited. Thank you for coming to the show. It's like we feel like we got royalty in the building today. <laughs> oh. My pleasure. I am happy to be here and happy you want to be on your show. So we want to start off with like first, where are you from? Well, originally I am from New York or Long Island originally, um, but now I live in L.A., so it's kind of like on a different coast, you know? So okay. I'm, I'm now where the earthquakes and the fires are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, how what brought you to acting? Because you started at a very, very young age. Yeah, you know, I, you know I, it's, I'm going to tell you something. When you are a kid, sometimes kids know what they want. They know at a very young age sometimes what they want. And I was one of those kids where, like, I was singing and dancing around the living room. And my parents were like, what is she doing? Like, <laughs> just like, I was in my own world doing my thing. And, like, they were like, oh, my God, what are we going to do with this child, you know? Actually, my parents were, um, like, German immigrants. So they would talk like this. They were like, what do we do with this child? I'm like, so I was, like, raised in front of the TV. And I watched mm. TV all the time. And they didn't bring me to the theater 
you know, we just, we weren't, we were in Long Island, so, you, you know, going to the city was expensive. So I just, like, I would watch TV, and there was an actress on TV at the time, um, a show called That Girl, and the actress was mm. one of the only dark-haired actresses at the time. Like, it was in a sea of blondes, and it was like this one mm. girl on this show, and the girl on the show played an actress. And I mm. just identified with her. I bonded with her. And so what happened was I didn't give up. Like, I kept thinking I want to be an actress, I want to be an actress, until I was 10 years old. And I think I must have worn my parents out. They had no idea how to get in the business at all. They were like, what? You know? um, but I just I asked them, and I just was like, I want to do this. Please find a way. And so then, um, you know, through trials and tribulations through, you know, meeting the wrong people and then eventually, you know, meeting the right people and kind of just word of mouth because we had no connections, like zero. Um, we just, I, I wound up, you know, finding a manager, an agent, and I guess because I was so, you know, like I really wanted it and so I was willing to sacrifice and like, you know, I listened at a lo- young, you know, 10 years old, you know, 10 year olds are like doing crazy things, but I was like, you know, listening to like direction, I could take direction. And I was, you know, I just, you know, was, I was able to like, just try to control myself because I, you know, physically and with voice because I wanted it so bad, you know? And I think Mm. it's like really important for, you know, kids to know that their dreams can come true, but you gotta, you gotta put the effort out. Gotta work for it. You really gotta work for it. And, you know, and it's and I'm telling you right now, it's not about the money. It's about the attention you put towards it. And if you work hard on whatever you want to do and and you look like I mean, my parents were like German immigrants. So like they came to America and I was the first one born here in America. So to me, when I was young, I was like, this is this is a place of opportunity. I'm going to take it. You know, so whereas another kid who maybe was from here would say, well, this is my right to be here. My feeling was, oh, my gosh, look at all these opportunities I can have. I'm going to go for it. So that's Mm -hmm. the kind of head that got me to eventually, you know, then after that, I got, you know, in in modeling and then commercials and soap opera, theater, film, um, movies, you know. So um, and so, yeah, just it comes from that kind of a head, you know, that way of thinking. What was the your very first film, professional film that you got into? And how did you feel Aww. when you got picked for it? <laughs> well, that's a really good question. Okay, so like for nine years, I was in the business, but I, and I would audition for movies. Like I auditioned for The Exorcist, you know? <laughs> and I was like 12, mm. you know? I was like, oh, my God. I auditioned for like, um, you know, um, Freaky Friday. And I'm trying to think like they were like um, – there were like a lot of movies that I, but I was never, I didn't have the look. I had very curly hair and everything was that straight blonde look. And I was like, I, I just, I couldn't play the best friend. I wasn't like a character actress. So, and I didn't have connections. And it was just like, I would audition, 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 and I wasn't getting a break. And then finally, my first break was a lead in the film. And the lead was The Last American Virgin. Do you know that film? Yeah, yeah. I I watched a lot of your films. Yes, I do. <laughs> I know that. Oh, <laughs> cool. So The Last American Virgin was not only my first film, um, but I also it was also 
It was the beginning. I Last American Virgin was the film that introduced dark, curly hair, that, like, ethnic-looking beauty um, as a dream girl. Like, before the mm. 80s, like, before 80s, everything was, um, like, America's look was, like, the Farrah Fawcett look. But the minute the Virgin Angels. came, remember that? Like, uh, all of a sudden in the 80s, curly, dark hair became hot and sexy. And it wasn't until Virgin. And after I, I remember doing the movie thinking – you know, this is crazy. Like, you know, how did I get this movie and play the girl, you know, the dream girl? I would have usually, with this hair, played the best friend. And I got the lead. And then after that, you had Julia Roberts and you had like uh, Jennifer Beals and you had like all these, all of a sudden curly hair became identified with the American look of the 80s. So I think it brought ethnicity into um into the 80s. In fact, I actually wrote a book about it. I have books online. If you look at my second book, um, I have, I have, okay, the title of my books are crazy. Okay, it says, Diane Franklin, The Excellent Adventures of the Last American French Exchange Babe of the 80s. <laughs> You'll never remember that. But check out my second book, Diane, the Diane Franklin, Excellent Curls of the Last American French Exchange Babe of the 80s. And if you're a fan of Last American Virgin, you will love this book because there's like tons of pictures and it talks about that film the most. Better off to um, uh, the Last American Virgin. Do you like playing in comedy films better or horror films better? You know, I like everything. Give me a good character. You know, like give me something cool to play, and I will. I love it. You know, um, I mean, I'd have to say, like, what I, you know, I, I love comedy because it's, you know, it's fun. I did a film called Better Off. Dead, where I played a French girl in *Des Toplexis* with a French accent, and uh, then um, and then I played in Bill and Ted's *Excellent Adventures*, and I had an English yes. uh, accent. I talked like this, um, so you may know me as Princess Elizabeth. Um, and I was yeah. So the comedies like were really fun. I even did a horror comedy called *Terror Vision*, which I played like a punk rocker. Um, but then horror is great because truly horror is where the drama is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, have you seen, like, you know, when you see a horror film, it's like, it's like you really are into it. And so yeah. sometimes, um, to me, like, I just think horror films are the most fun, you know? They're just, like, really, like, cool. And, and honestly, like, I always feel like if you can't call yourself an actress unless you get a horror film, you know? <laughs> you've got to go. You've got to do your bucket list horror film. Do, do, do you have any films that when you look back and you said, I wish I would. Now I won't say wish I went and did it, but you might have had a right. second choice on it. You got any films and things like that or scripts that you ran into? Well, I'll tell you something. It was crazy. I was actually, I was, it was between myself and another actress for Amadeus, this big film about Mozart. And I was up for Costanza and they actually flew me out to Prague and I, had to audition and, and screen test in full costume uh, for Milos Forman, who was like this big director. He directed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and um, Saul Zanz, the producer. And I auditioned for every scene in the film. And what happened was when I didn't get it, they, it was between other girl and I, they, they said it was the look. They wanted to have the other girl's look. But when I didn't get it, I was so, um, you know, it was just so like sad and I was offered another film right away, and it was to play in Adam and Eve, but throughout time. 
And originally I was like, mm, you know, I don't know if I want to play this part in this role in this film. But I thought the character, uh, I played Eve, but I played Eve in all the different time periods, like in English, um, in uh, Roman time, and then I played it in, and it's called, the movie's called Second Time Lucky. And it was a movie that the tones were really off and there was nudity and it was just it's like kind of like a a cheesy film but I got to act out in a lot of characters and so because of that that's why I think that film gave me the confidence to do Better Off Dead so it all worked out right but I would have to say Second Time Lucky Lucky would probably be my more like I don't know like I think when I first got it I was more like oh I came from Amadeus this huge film to now you know, second time lucky. I was like, mm, but you know, in life, you just you have to keep doing it, have to keep working, and show what you can do. Because you know, eventually, it takes you to the place you want to be. You know, sometimes you you do things that you're not maybe you know you wouldn't go see or you you know you wouldn't write it. But um, yeah, I'd have to say that that film probably was more like mm, I don't know. <laughs> but eventually, I did like like doing it. It was magical. Who was your favorite director that you worked with over the years? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, I mean, I'll have to say, I have to say Savage Steve Holland was probably my favorite just because we did a comedy together and Better Off Dead is a comedy and it is hilarious. If you haven't seen it, it's such a funny movie. And it's sort of, it has claymation in it and animation and um, I love the character that I played and what I think I liked about Savage when he directed, and I mean, everyone's got their own taste, is that Savage, first of all, he creates a really good set. Like he, he makes sure everybody's happy, which is great. He's, he's an upbeat kind of guy. But when he works with his actors, he knows what he wants you to do, but he lets you create and come up with your own stuff. And I like directors that let me play, that let me use my imagination and they see what I want to do first. And then they, and they're not threatened by that. They kind of just go, okay, like, you know, let's see what you can come up with because a really good director lets the actors kind of let, you know, lets the chemistry and lets the energy happen. And then they kind of tweak it to what they want. Um, but I think the hardest directors to work for are the ones that are very controlling because that means they don't trust their actors. So that's what I have to say. <laughs> Okay. Now, uh, you've probably been through a lot of film festivals in your time. What was your favorite film festival? And what was your first film festival? Oh, that's cool. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't do film festivals until, because, you know, back in the 80s, there were not, that wasn't a thing. Film festivals are really much more of a thing in the last 10 years. Um, And But I started going to film festivals when my daughter started working. And my daughter is actually a filmmaker. Her name is Olivia De Laurentiis, and she's actually on uh, Snapchat. If anyone's on Snapchat, she has a show called Apocalypse Goals, and she acts and directs it with her comedy partner. And she's also on TikTok. If anybody watched TikTok, look up Sid and Olivia, and that's my daughter. And so, so because mm. what happened was she started making films really young. I went to, um, and this was crazy. I went to the LA Film Festival with her. And I also um, went to the Soho Film Festival. And I got to say, I really liked the Soho Film Festival. Um, the LA Film Festival was great. It was, like, very, you know, cool. And um, 
it, it was amazing. And I don't even know if they have it anymore, which was really sad because that was a very cool one. But she got into that one. But when she got the Soho Film Festival, I liked it because it had like indie films. You know, like I like I like mm-hmm. independent films. Like I like the fact that like everyone's sort of gritty and, you know, trying to have their voice and making something that comes out of their heart and their imagination. So I might say the Soho Film Festival. Now, do other than acting, what else in film have you know? Have you contributed to directing, or are you writing scripts, or you have any of your own films coming out in the future? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, let's see. I actually work with um, I actually work with kids, and I love uh, teaching kids acting, and I also direct plays for kids. So I do that, and I've written plays and musicals actually for kids. Um, as far as filming goes, I produced. Um, short films, but those were involving my daughter, so I kind of got involved, you know, with learning about producing, Um, and she is actually more of the writer, so she wrote her own stuff, Um, but I have actually had experience, you know, producing things, and I'm actually working with the the princess from Billy Pez, the other princess, we're actually working on a project together, Um, but uh, that's a secret, so we'll we'll tell you next year when it comes out, Um, but I, I, you know, that's some cool things. But I do have four projects that are coming out next year. So I'm hoping people will stay connected with me on Twitter, uh, Diane Franklin 80, and Facebook. And um, also check out my website because I've got, if you like the films I've done, I have my books and I also have photos that I can sign. And if you go to dianefranklin.com, that, you know, um, I have that there. Um, but the films that I'm coming out with, I have a, a movie called. Um, Okay, Waking Nightmare, and that was a movie I did, like, years ago, but they, they haven't come out with it yet, but I play a character that you have never seen me play, and actually I'm going to scare the heck out of you. So that mm. remember Waking Nightmare. Um, I play a mom, and my daughter commits murders in her sleep. So that's kind of mm. like a cool story. It's, like, really cool. And the girl who plays my daughter is, her name is Shelley Regner, and she was in um, – Pitch Perfect, the Pitch Perfect movie. She played one of the Bellas, the girl singers. Um, And then I have another movie called Clay Zombie. Okay? And I'm excited for that movie to come out because I've always wanted to do a zombie movie, and that's going to be a fun role too. So that should be coming out. The director said maybe before the end of the year, but I I don't know how we can do that. It's kind of amazing, but... So I play um, a, a cool – I play a DJ. Oh, my gosh. I play a DJ, you and me. Like, okay. We're like the same thing. So, yeah. so it's cool. Like, you're going to have to check it out and let me know what you think. I'm playing a – but I play yeah, a DJ yeah, from the 80s. So I'm not as cool okay. as you, okay? I'm a, I'm, but, I'm, uh, well, I'm, but I'm pretty cool because I'm from the 80s. So. Now, if you come to the 80s, <laughs> so you're cool 80s that's today. when the good music was out. You know, the 80s yeah. and the oh, 90s yeah, when nice. the best music was out. So, you know, oh, if, you, if you play an 80s DJ, you're really cool. Now, the impact oh, of um, the, the film industry mm-hmm. has changed, you know, like with streaming, yeah. like with streaming and Netflix and Tubi and stuff like that. How has that, yeah. you know, how, how do you feel about that part of the new film industry? Well, you know, I think, you know, boy, you're right. Like everything has changed so much. Um, and um, I feel, you know, on one hand, it's really not fair to the artist because I think a lot of times artists aren't getting paid what they, you know, for what they 
did, you know, which is really hard. I mean, artists make the living, you know, from performing and doing their stuff. So on one hand, that's really hard. But on the other hand, there's much more exposure. And like, you know, it used to be really hard to get the equipment and do stuff. So now I think it's just sort of evening the playing field and everyone, you know, it's not just, you know, writing a song. It's right. Can you write something that connects with people or can you write something that has a really good beat or you know even in a film can you write something that's going to move people or it's going to speak to the public so now it's about people's ideas and their um and and their how they execute it so um i know i'm grateful as an actress because seriously like I mean, we're talking about stuff I did when I was in like a teenager. When I was 19, I did Last American Virgin. Okay. I mean, and here we are talking about it. It's because of the internet. And if it wasn't for the internet, no one would know my work. So I'm one of the few, I'm the, I'm the generation which is getting the benefit of people still seeing my work and me being able to be alive to hear, <laughs> oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. so cool. You know, and like go to conventions and meet people and, so it's pretty, pretty great that, you know, I'm, I'm in the world that, you know, we can watch old stuff, you know, I mean, you, you can see anything now. So I'm really grateful. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Everybody has to be really like, get as much free information as you can, because you don't know when that's going to change. I mean, they might start charging people for the internet. Like you might not be able to see a lot of things free forever. So I'm, I'm telling you, like, watch as much as you can. And, and, uh, you know, just, like, enjoy it and learn from it. Super cool. Anyway, and I love – no. I wanted to tell you something really cool since you love, you know, love music. Um, one of the things I did as an actress, too, was there were these things um, called um, 80s weekends in Los Angeles, and all the bands would come and play. And I, I did this thing called 80s in the Sand, and they would have, like, the original 80s bands come down and play for a week in the Dominican Republic. And next year they're going to do it in Mexico. And I'm going to tell you, it is like the greatest thing I have ever done in my life. It is so much fun. You go down there, um, like Shannon was down there, and um, like a flock of seagulls, and uh, I don't know, like they just they have they have Sebastian Bach. Um, I mean, they have just like wide range of musicians. Um, Berlin. Um, oh my gosh, I'm trying. To, we had like. Uh, just crazy. You check out 80s in the Sand, and I'm telling you right now, it is such a cool music venue. You talk about bringing 80s music back. Um, you know, everyone, the, the musicians would play, and the original musicians, you know, the original artists, and we would all be dancing around, and it was a celebration. And I was brought down as an 80s um, celebrity. So check out 80s in the Sand. It's super duper cool. Anyway, okay. I'm glad. Go on. Who are some of your. Now, speaking of music, who is some of your favorite mm-hmm. artists? Like, who was your group, like, that you liked it the most? Oh, all right. Well, that is such a hard, you know, oh, question because there's so many talented musicians. Um, wow. Okay, now my mind is a sieve. Okay, I've got to think. Let's see. Um, well, I okay, I I liked music in the 60s and I liked the 70s was kind of it was okay but I like I mean obviously I like Michael Jackson and I liked um mm-hmm. uh you know I like Prince I love Prince okay and I liked um let me think um I like The Cure 
I liked okay. um, Tom Petty. These are all older, you know. Um, and I liked um, I liked Shannon. You know, I liked uh, I have like I think a wide kind of range of music. I just don't like something okay. to beat. You know, I love to dance. So there, there you go. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Who are some? <laughs> now we're going to ask you questions that some of the 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 fans have wrote. That some of the listeners have wrote a couple of questions and wanted to ask you, like, um, who are your favorite? Like, who are the other actors that you party with through the eighties a lot? Who you hung out with through the eighties? Who was your best um, friends and you went with? I was hanging with. Okay, well, first of all, um, Amanda Wist, who was in Better Off Dead, um, she was a real friend, so we hung out. And um, Heather Langenkamp, who was in um, uh, Friday the Third, no, uh, Freddy's Nightmares. The girl who was in the Freddy's Nightmares, she's a friend of mine. We're mm-hmm. still friends. Um, we hung. Um, I I hung out with well John Cusack, um, okay. who played opposite me in Better Off uh, Dead. Um, I never, I didn't hang with. Well, I mean, I hung in when I worked with him, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. We like, you know, hung out when we were working together, um, mm-hmm. but we didn't hang out after. Um, I hung out with mm-hmm. Bill Paxton, who was. Um, he's in a lot of movies, and actually, I dated him, so that was kind of fun. Um, he was a sweetheart. Uh, Pax, yeah, the romances, right? <laughs> um, that, and, that's going to lead to the next question, but I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. And, um, yeah, let me see. Um, who else did I have? I'm trying to think. Well, Curtis Armstrong, who was in Better Off Dead. We really became good friends. Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, a, there was a girl who was in uh, some kind of wonderful. She's a very good friend of mine. It's Laura Lee Hughes. And I actually have to say that what's more, what's been happening more is because of these eighties conventions, you know, where eighties conventions are places like you can go do signings, sign autographs. I've actually become friends with a lot of people that I didn't see as much like Deborah Foreman from Valley girl. We're going to do a, um, signing this Sunday. So if anyone's interested, there's um we're gonna be doing like we're gonna be online together on Zoom and you know, people can pay and you know, we have a private Zoom with you and like hang out and talk with you. So that's um if you go to Totally Eighties it's called uh totally eighties babe dot com. Totally eighties babe dot com would be where you can sign up. But that's Deborah Foreman was in Valley Girl, so we became friends and so I would say, oh, and Ali Sheedy, um, she was an actress I worked with. Um, you know, I also worked with the girl who played uh, Bart Simpson. We did a movie together called Deadly Lessons, and it's uh, probably on YouTube. And so I, Bart Simpson, you know, is a girl she, who does yeah. the voice. And so yeah, she no. is like a friend of mine as well. So I hung out with her, and, yeah, we just, it was funny. We, oh, and, you know, what's funny is my original, like when I was really little, you know who was with my agency, like who I was, who was with me, was Elizabeth Shue and Lori mm. Loughlin. So oh, there wow. you go. There's some names to put out, right? We were, uh, <laughs> you know, modeling together. Lori Loughlin and uh, Brooke Shields also when we were very oh, young. So, wow. Yeah. Really? So I met her. <laughs> yeah. I know. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> Didn't I've been in the business a long time. So cool. All now, right, there's another question. <laughs> they wanted to know who are all of any guys you dated, any celebrities you dated through the years. Mm. Well, okay. So that is a good question. And I'll probably have to write a book about that. So, um, <laughs> but, um, 
that's a, that's that can't be answered in the short you know short time. I got to get some time for that one. Um, but I dated um, well. Bill Paxton was I I don't know probably maybe the most famous because he was so. Uh, we did a movie together, and it was really early in our career, and we dated for a while. Um, and unfortunately, obviously, you know, he's passed away, which is I can't even wrap my head around that because it's so, you know, I, I feel so young and it's kind of just a crazy world that, that that happened. But um, he was, we did this movie the week and he was really, really sweet and it was very young in our career. And I remember dating him and thinking, you know, like if we had met later, maybe we would have stayed together. But because we met so early and um, it was, we knew that we had to have our careers. Like we knew you got to move on. And so that's what, you know, that's kind of what happens in the movies is that like you meet someone or, you know, you fall in love, but your timing, you know, relationships work when the timing is right. And if you're too young, it's kind of like, I always feel like, you know, if you break up and then you wind up back together, it was meant to be. But if you, if it's not meant to be, then, you know, you move on. So, um, so I dated him and, um, Gosh, let me think. I dated um, what was his name? Oh, um, oh, I don't know if you'll know him. This actor, Raphael Sparge. He was um, he was in Risky Business, and I dated him. Oh, I think Risky Business. Um, okay. Yeah, it was an actor in Risky Business. Um, so we were dating, and then, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. So the actors that I'm thinking of, I don't know if anybody would know, um, but like I'm trying to think of the. Is there one? Uh, oh, we'll just have to leave that for the for the for the book. <laughs> we'll just have to leave that. <laughs> the romance. So, but I did date a lot of different so, people. My my whole thing was I want to date people because I want you know you if you date a lot of people you get a sense of what you want. You know, just because you're attracted to someone doesn't mean that they're the ones you want to spend your life with. So. You know, I, I recommend people date a lot because it's important to figure out what you want and what you don't want, right? What mm-hmm. you don't want. You don't want to end up with somebody who has, you know, because you you have to deal with stuff. Everybody's got to have their own thing. You have their good parts and their bad parts. You just have to figure out what you can handle. And so go out there and date. All right, people? <laughs> now, now, the last question is kind of different. It's, it's, it's more like... Uh, Speaking towards of what a lot of women in Hollywood been through since speaking since the Harvey Weinstein something like that, and somebody mm-hmm. wanted to know: Have you ever experienced any situation like that through your job, through your journeys in, in industry? I, I'm so glad that you asked because, boy, that question was not something that I would have gotten in the '80s, right? You know, no one mm-hmm. would have talked about you know somebody uh, coming on to you and and you know for not, to try to get a job. Um, oh, that's a really good question. So in my career, because I started so young, I knew, like, when you are a child actor, you are very aware of what is okay and what's not okay. And you're surrounded by, um, so it was a, it's a combination of I knew at a young age what were the signals of somebody who is not being, you know, cool and who's unprofessional let's put it that way unprofessional so this is was my experience and i have to tell you this is crazy 
personally, um, I never had a problem with anyone coming on to me for a job. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't put out those vibes of like, you know, doing it. And I'm, you know, like saying, Ooh, like I want a job, you know, what can I do to get this job? I never put those vibes out. So I think that that Mm. was uh, very helpful, obviously. But then the other thing was, um, I didn't have a situation where, um, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe people were, didn't see me that way, but I did have one experience with a very famous director. And I actually spoke about it in a book and I can't say it because I did speak about it uh, in a book about a book, but I did have one situation, um, but it wasn't Harvey Weinstein (laughs) and uh, thank goodness. Right. Thank goodness. Um, uh, And, and I was another thing is I want to mention was I, in all my career, I mean, I don't know, 40 years of being in the entertainment business or, or 50 years of being in the entertainment business. um, I I didn't have it happen to me except this one time. And, but I did have it happen to me on people outside the entertainment business. And that was, that was crazy. Like, and I think that's because sometimes how people see actresses, they think, oh yeah, an actress wants, you know, they're easy or whatever they want to do. But no, 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 no. Like an actress is as professional as anyone. And so I had like a college teacher come on to me. Um, I had like a, a music producer come on to me, not a, not an actor, not a director or, or, you know, business. So like I had, um, I had people come on to me that like a, like a business, I had like people like who came on in ways that I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is like not, this is not cool. So people do it, but I really think that we have to, you know, the reason why this Harvey Weinstein thing is so important is because we need a paper trail to say, Hey, like, you know, you can ask a girl out, you know, you can, you know, have the guts to be charming. Why do you have to be, um, why do you have to power play and, and use that, you know, be honest. Like, you know, if you're going to, you can like a girl and that's awesome. You know, you can think she's hot, like, you know, come on to her, you know, in a way that's, that's straight up. But if you start trying to pull a power play and be like, um, you know, not, a, you know, play a trick, like be abusive it's it's only going to come back at you. The karma is bad. So I think that that's really the important message to tell people, you know, you know, become better at charming women. I think that's the, that's the beauty. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for taking your time out and, you know, coming to our little radio show. We we had a great time with you. And is, um, is there anything that we haven't touched up on that you want the world to know about you? And also, if people want to follow you or, or keep up with you, how can they do that? Okay, cool. And by the way, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your show because um, you asked really good questions. And so I, I think that, that well, really that's the key to, you know, being and doing these shows is to ask questions that other people haven't. So thank you. You did great. And uh, um, oh, thank if you. you want to follow me, um, you're welcome. Um, if you want to follow me, go to on Twitter. I'm Diane Franklin 80, 80, 80, no S. And on Facebook, that's the craziest thing. My Facebook is filled. Um, so you can go to like Diane Franklin official fans, but my regular Diane Franklin Facebook is full. So you people are on a waiting list on that. I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's I, people like that's full. 5,000 fans. It's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I am on Instagram 
at actress Diane Franklin. So you could look for me there. And I post really, really fun and cool um, old movie pictures and um, upcoming films and upcoming events that are happening. I mean, obviously with COVID, it's hard, but um, we do have on. I do have online events. And you can also go to Diane Franklin. Uh, dot com for information about my book and for also um, photos. And if you get my book um, on my website, I will sign it. Um, but you can also buy my book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And you can I have my books, my two ones, and so you can check that out as well. So uh, I just am grateful that you guys remember me and that I made an impression in your lives. So whoever's listening. Merci Bucket for this. Very nice of you to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was real cool. Once again, thank you. Um and, and, and if you ever, you know, got some other new stuff coming out, please make sure you drop a line on us. We we would surely love to support it and um hear what you got going on. I love it. Okay, good. All right. Well we are friends, so we will stay in touch and uh thank you so much and Everybody have a, just a great evening, and please stay safe, and please wear your mask, because I don't want to see anything bad happen to anyone out there, okay? I send you a big kiss. Ah, all right? And, and with that, we out, Thief Through Radio. We thank the legend for being in the building, and we're going to get out with some funky music once again. Y'all know how we do.
empty gas, then it passed. That's so bad, listen. Low key average on the raft, on the move at the back. She just like it, she just like it, like the high on the ride. Bite it, she not righteous. Want the prices, want the highest. I got it, Keisha. Whoa, I just keep on folding, mama. No, I can't keep no. Call my phone. I know that she going. Don't know where she going. She never alone. We never corrode. So visa grab my life. I'm too cheap at the bar. She just might say a lie. My second question wrong. I test the rules. That second guess the song. That wasn't gonna go like me, baby.